0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, Visit swiftlysocial.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Biz Babes with Soul. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I am so excited to have my friend Allison Braun here today. So she is a life and business success coach, which sounds like a great combo to me, and she is going to talk all about what she does and who she is and how she got to where she is. So welcome,
0: Allison. Thanks for having me, Melody. Yeah, so tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, so many years ago, seven actually, seven years (laughs) ago, I started off um, as someone who knew that I wanted to help people and I wanted a niche and I had no idea what it was because I had all of these gifts, all these different things that I could focus on. And I just didn't really feel clear on which direction to go. And mm-hmm. it was in my first mastermind with my very first coach where I was dubbed the bedroom joyologist. And it was just like all of a sudden I had this permission to make great money doing this thing that I so naturally love to do, which was help women basically express their sexuality, their creativity, um, all, all aspects of themselves, really. While clearing judgment and shame, mm-hmm. and I built a really successful online business doing this, and I started to see a really clear pattern between um, sexuality, creativity, spirituality, purpose, and money. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, my clients started to share where they were overwhelmed in their work, and where when they were blocking this one piece, all of a sudden they weren't making as much money as they wanted to make, and. Um, Anyone who's familiar with the chakra systems won't be too surprised at the connection between those things because they're all very much lower lower chakra system issues. And at that point, I was so passionate about talking about business because i that's really what my main focus had been the last several years. Mm-hmm. And I, I became really, really passionate about helping other women have the freedom to travel and live the life that they had been putting on hold while doing the work that they were actually most passionate about and finding, you know, what their zone of genius really is while making great money. And so I've been doing that for the last five years. I work with really gifted, really talented, creative, creator women, and whether it's coaches, healers consultants, therapists, women who are, are creating things in the world and really passionate about creating change. And I'm really passionate at this point in my journey in helping them build financially prosperous businesses or more financially prosperous businesses alongside of a very satisfying life. I'm sure all of us can attest to what it feels like when you have everything you should have, to be happy. And yet it still feels like something's missing.
1: Mm.
0: And, and so at this point, I work with a lot of very successful business owners who still feel like, okay, like I built this thing and now what, like, why do I still not feel rich? You know, I'm making Mm. all this money, but why am I not enjoying it? Or why am I stressed? Or why am I still overworking? Yeah. Those are the things that I love to jam on.
1: (laughs) Wow. So you do a lot. Yeah, I, you know, I was sitting here going, yep, 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 when you were saying that, because I feel like that's been my biggest struggle as I get into these patterns where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm doing good for the world, like I'm helping women, it's awesome, and then I'm like, well, crap, I'm not making any money anymore, or crap, I'm working 24-7 and I never see my husband. You know, it's, there's this whole pattern that we as female entrepreneurs have gotten into that I've kind of, I've talked a lot about about it, but it's kind of made me angry is they've told us we can do it all and we should have it all and be it all. And that's great. But we're doing that in a very masculine energy way. So we're following like the Gary Vee school of hustling. And that just doesn't work for women. Like I don't want to work 24 seven. That's Mm. exhausting. And if that's what success looks like, I don't want to be successful.
0: Mm. Well, and that's, that's the pattern that I see as well. I mean, there's, there's exceptions to everything, but even going another layer deeper, what I tend to see is even though we're consistently being told that we can have it all, it's like this cookie cutter, like you can have this, 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 and this, and 25% each, which equals a <laughs> whole pie. And, 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 we're not looking at what having it all to us really means. Like what is it, what do you really want? Like not paying attention to what you think you should have, what other people are saying that they've got or what your parents think or what your clients think. It's like, no, what do you really want? What does having it all really mean to you? So that's kind of like this first piece and then the second piece is I consistently have clients coming in and have noticed this pattern for the last seven years and working with clients, thousands of women, is that there's a, there's a deep underlying belief that they can't have success in love. And so there's this consistent pattern of sabotaging success to maintain love not to say like there's not certain levels of success, but it's like you're kind of censoring yourself. You're toning it down a little bit. You're staying at that plateau because there's this belief that like, maybe you'll outgrow your partner if you go to that next Mm. level of success and you won't be happy with them anymore. Or no one will love you because you're too high powered or, you know, you'll leave your family behind. So there's this idea that you'll, you'll be abandoned you'll lose love if you're at a certain level of success or, (laughs) I see women who are really successful in business. They hit all of their goals. They keep growing, but they're not maintaining healthy relationships because once again, they don't believe that they can have both. So even though we're being told and sold that we can have it all, there's still this underlying belief from, you know, hundreds of years, if not Mm -hmm. thousands of years of like old programming, right? That in order to survive and be safe you actually can't have both yeah
1: that's that's super interesting because I I have definitely felt like that before I have you know I, I don't talk about business which much with my husband because he I don't know he's just I feel like he's not interested in it or I feel like I talk about work too much and then I feel bad when you know I don't know. It's this whole this whole push and pull of of that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's this whole side of me that I'm obsessed with. I love work. I love my clients. I love what I do. But I can't fully share that with my partner because I feel like he doesn't understand or doesn't want to hear about it. Or, yeah, it's Mm it's very weird. Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: And I mean, there's you're certainly not the only one that has that experience. (laughs)
1: yeah that's really interesting so how did you get into this space and coaching did you have a normal nine-to-five and then
0: transition or what did that
1: look like for you
0: i was working i'm like probably one of the the few success coaches that doesn't have a corporate background um i my background is in holistic health and so i i managed health food stores and gyms um working 40 50 hours a week sometimes two to three jobs at a time but I only took on jobs that I actually enjoyed uh, and that were in in industries that I really believed in so Mm -hmm. I I wasn't willing to compromise taking a higher paying job just for it being a higher paying job I was like I'll do whatever it takes but I'm doing what I want to do but I still notice really quickly, as I'm sure many people do, that it's like you're undervalued and you're underpaid, right? It's oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you can be. I would have. I would literally have um, clients at health food stores and at gyms who would talk to me for two hours, telling me everything about their lives, and I was making nine to twelve dollars an hour, and and selling a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was like. I was working for someone else's dream instead of my own. And I was doing aspects of what I loved, but it was under someone else's control and someone else's rules and someone, you know, and if it wasn't busy, you have to clean, which I hate doing.
1: Oh yeah. I I have uh, worked in stores before and I know that. I think I've cleaned the same window a thousand times. Right. to look busy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm, that's just not for me. I'm what many people would consider um, being unemployable at this point. And one of the things that really pushed, really pushed me in addition to like my soul actually calling me in this direction was um, at one point I was living in Vancouver, working at a gym. And I had already taken my two weeks vacation and my boss wouldn't let me take more vacation time to get married and have a honeymoon. Ah. And I love traveling. So I would usually use my two weeks vacation, at the, you know, the first two weeks of every year. And it was just at that point where I was like, no, this isn't what I want. Like I want to be able to go enjoy life. I want to be able to mm-hmm. adventure. Um, not all my clients are super passionate about traveling. Most of them are, but for me, that adventure is so important and such an aspect of the richness of life that having someone say like, no, we're going to fire you. If you take time to have, to get married and have a honeymoon, I was just like, well, this isn't for me. And that really drove, drove and motivated me to create an exit plan and to get my own business, not only going, but successful quickly. That's
1: incredible. And I completely agree. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I love traveling. My husband loves traveling. And so many people, especially in the West, just don't really, I guess, prioritize travel as a thing that's in your life. And of course, not everybody loves travel like we do. But for me, it's a key thing that I want to always include in my life. And you just simply can't do that with most nine to five jobs.
0: Yeah. Or at least on a very limited, very limited two week schedule, if you're right.
1: Willing. Cause yeah, right now, you know, I can travel whenever I want, but my husband can't. So we work around our big trips when he can travel, because that's the time he gets off. And that's that sucks, but mm. that's life.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that was speaking of that, that was another really big motivator for me to um, not only help more people, but to increase my financial prosperity. That was like a big lifestyle design aspect that I moved towards because I wanted my husband to do the work that he loved doing and not have to be at that undervalued, underpaid nine to five. And over the last seven years, there's been huge chunks of time where we've been able to travel around the world and where he's been able to work on his own creative projects. And actually last year um, I helped him start a music festival here in Canada. So that's another reason. And another thing that I'm seeing more and more is women quote unquote retiring their partners. And I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment of Mm. retiring a partner, but I do believe that now more than ever, we are in a position where we can empower our partners to follow the path that they want to be on, whether whatever that is, not necessarily just staying at home and doing nothing, Mm -hmm. but, but to do the creative things that they want to be doing. And that's such a gift, such a gift.
1: Yeah, that's definitely in the plans for me and my husband, for sure, though, I don't know what he wants to do, he hasn't really figured <laughs> that out, but I'm totally happy if he wants to work with me, though. I'm not sure if I would be too demanding of a boss, I guess we'll find out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, we, we tried it briefly, and it's like, no, I'm, I'm here to help his vision, not the other way around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for you, what has been the biggest challenge, or one of the biggest challenges in your business and,
0: and starting this whole journey and being a coach?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, I would say in my, in my life, the biggest challenge or one of the most painful times was definitely that period in like, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? Um, And, and really cultivating what my special like zone of genius was, but in my actual business, I would say probably one of the more challenging things that I've experienced is as someone who is pretty introverted, um, for anyone who's familiar with human design, I'm a projector. So Mm. I definitely don't have all of the energy in the world to be doing all of the things all of the time. I, on average, work three to four hours a day, four to five days a week. And like, that's enough for me. (laughs) I'm like, great. Like now I want to go play. And, and it's, it's not because I'm lazy or anything like that. It's just because I know in order for me to produce my best work, whether it's writing, um, delivering content or working with clients, I need to be so nourished and creatively expressed and filled up and really be enjoying life. And so if I was sitting down all day, it just, that wouldn't happen, nor do I even have the energy at this point to, to do that. So I, I know how I work best, but there's definitely been times where I have felt like I couldn't be successful operating the way I work best. You know, maybe I do need to work longer. Maybe I do need to work harder. Maybe I do need to do those like crazy launches where you're working 24 seven and hiring this huge team and doing all the things. And so there's been brief moments in time where I've really fallen down that rabbit hole and it's I, it's safe for me to say that it has only cost me money and enjoyment and energy and my values to fall down those rabbit holes. It's been uncomfortable and painful and actually really affirming that how I do business is what is correct for me and what's most prosperous for me financially.
1: Yeah, that's a really hard lesson to learn. I I feel like I'm there right now too. Like I've had such a struggling year because I've been doing all the things and I too am an introvert and I have not feel feel felt creatively nourished. And then I'm like, why am I not make money? Why am I so frustrated? Why do I keep getting these shitty clients? And it's because I was going down the wrong path I was doing it the Mm -hmm. wrong way and now that I'm starting to pivot and do things a different way and say okay I only want to work three days a week and I only want to work with these types of clients and I only want to do this type of work I mean things have come out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. for sure so I completely agree and I think that's a challenge to everybody listening really think about what nourishes you and what's actually good for you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think so many of us just take a course or work with a coach and we say, okay, we're going to be just like X, Y, and Z. We're going to be carbon copies of them. That's just, that's not, the right way to live. Nobody is the same as somebody else. You can take ideas and snippets and glean all that knowledge, but you don't have to be the carbon copy of every other coach, every other consultant, every other service provider out there.
0: Mm, yeah. I'm st- such a big believer in embodiment this concept of us like modeling and living what we stand for versus just teaching and preaching it. And when I am, when I'm looking for support, the piece that I'm looking for is what are they modeling? You know, who are they being and, and are they modeling and being an aspect of my, of myself that I want to be stepping into? So it's not like, oh, they do, you know, they have this business model and they do X, Y, and Z. So I need to do launches like this and write copy like this. It's like, no, it's, it's more of a, an energetic, What, what am I being called into that this person is modeling that can show me what's possible? Mm. And, and just like you said, the best, the best mentors are the ones that encourage you to do it your way, you know, to find your own unique path and to, to be innovative, really, rather than just follow all these steps that I did, (laughs) Well,
1: I think so many of us get sucked into the really good marketing campaigns of people saying, just follow these steps and you'll make $100,000 or just follow these steps and you'll get high converting emails or, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of those kind Mm -hmm. of promises and gimmicks. And I think I'm just so
0: overwhelmed with those for people and for myself, it's it's too much. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the industry, for anyone who has been in the industry for a while now, I think most people can relate. It's like, it it takes innovation at this point for you to really, both innovation and authenticity to mm-hmm. really capture people's interest now. Like, we're not just these naive people that are like, oh, okay. I mean, most people now are are getting more and more in tune and they can feel and perceive what's happening behind the scenes. So I think less and less of the inauthentic marketers are are going to be uh, having a more and more challenging time as we go forward. I hope that's true. As I push <laughs> my own
1: marketing into a more heart-centered, authentic place, I really hope that is true. And I, I feel that that is right because more and more people want to work with me and more and more people want that messaging. So... I think there's a, a tide turning for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Not to say we don't have to be marketers anymore or be good at marketing or, you know, putting things out there. That doesn't change, but it's it's just the the authentic, authenticity and energy that goes behind it that people, are, I think, are more attuned to now. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. So for you, I think I already know the answer, but mm-hmm. I've been enjoying asking people, What success looks like for them?
0: Mm, Yeah, this is something that I check in on really regularly. And at this point, I refer my definition of success is called living richly. What is living richly for me? And so, at this point in my life, it is spaciousness to be present, um, to really tune in and listen to the guidance to trust it and to to take bold action as I receive that guidance. It's, um, we have a, I was just telling you earlier, we got a foster puppy. So it's spending time um, cuddling up with my husband and our puppy. And uh, my sister just had twins. Um, so for the first time in my life right now, success and living richly is, is spending time, quality time with family it's um, spending time in the ocean. Um, next month, I'll be going back to one of my favorite spots um, in Mexico called Sayulita. So it's being in the ocean until I get pruny. <laughs> <It's, laughs> you know, laughing out loud with clients and best friends. Sometimes it's sleeping in. Sometimes it's going to bed early. But either way, I'm usually you know spending a little extra time, really feeling the the sheets on my skin and eating really yummy food, ideally that I didn't prepare for myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's such Mm -hmm. a refreshing take on success because I think so many of us get bogged down in success means this amount of money. Success means, you know, having this thing or feeling this way, but yours is just super simple and, things that are present and right in front of you. And that is just such a beautiful encapsulation of what we should all model.
0: Mm. And I mean, it it is different for, it can be so different for everyone, And not to poo-poo anyone else's, but I think (laughs) we we do tend to get so caught up in like, well, okay, success is having 10.1 thousand people on my email list and making Mm -hmm. 1,000 dollars per hour and like or you know whatever whatever it is that we've been told it should be and I'm all about impact and and deep connections and I love working with my clients and serving them and I love making money and talking about money um, but those are the things that those external things waver and shift and evolve and go up and go down but you know, spending that present time, that doesn't change. Yeah, that's great.
1: Well, Allison, this has been such a great conversation. I hope that you guys got as much out of it as I did. Hmm. Where can everybody find you online?
0: There's a few different spots. My website, which um, is definitely due for a nice little update, that's in the works, but you can still... Um, find a wealth of resources at Allison with two L's, brawn.com. And there's some free, yeah, free resources there for you. Um, I primarily hang out on Facebook, um, but you can also find me on Instagram. Instagram is at Allison Braun. Facebook is at Allison Braun, the joyologist. I believe that's still the link. I'm pretty easy to find um, <laughs> everywhere. But uh, yeah, I would love to hear from you and, and to connect. So don't be shy. Say hello.
1: Wonderful. You guys definitely need to connect with Allison and all those links will be in the show notes. So thank you again for taking the time to chat with me. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Melody. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.